three grown men who care way more than they should. Glenn Clark. Glenn, no way. I'm sorry, Aaron. Did Alicia Fox call you the man beast? AJ Francis. And of course, everyone boos Roman Reigns, even though he puts on the best match of the night. Aaron Oster. Guys, look, there was that one time. Aaron. You know, oh, geez, Aaron. You're the worst. You are the worst. This is jobbing out. What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? Welcome into episode number one half of Jobbing Out, as in right now we have one half of the hosts of Jobbing Out with us. Uh, I am Glenn Clark. He's Aaron Oster. Brandon and AJ will join us a little bit later on. Also coming up on this week's show, we're going to chat with Dan Maff um, as he will um, be chatting with us about uh, Ring of Honor Final Battle which is coming up uh, one week from this Friday at UMBC. Dan Math taking on Jeff Cobb. Um, and what's a great card, by the way, for final battle at UMBC. Roosh and PCO, the Briscoes, Jay Lethal and uh, Jonathan Gresham. It's just a great card uh, for next Possibly Friday Possibly Marty Skrull's last appearance in Ring right, of Honor. Right, absolutely. Yeah, there's a lot going on, man. So we'll talk to uh, Dan Math, who's uh, kind of a crazy story from this year in pro wrestling. Um, sort of a PCO-ish almost story about his uh, revival in his wrestling career. So that'll be a little bit later on. Um, Aaron, so for this segment, I guess let's just lead with, I think what's the big story this week in pro wrestling, and that's the sort of will they or won't they with Seth Rollins. And it's an interesting scenario because I think most people seem to think that what happened this week was just a way to drag this out further, the inevitable heel turn that they you know, put into place a week ago. But I started to watch this this week and started to get the like maybe wonder if perhaps they aren't getting cold feet and this isn't more of a we want you to think that we're turning Seth Rollins heel in hopes that maybe ultimately it won't give him some juice back when he does end up just being a face again when this is all said and done uh, before Royal Rumble. I think that if they did that, they've gone about this the wrong way. Because what they've done here is they've established, they've put him, you know, if not, basically they've put him at odds at someone who is far more over than him and Kevin Owens as a face. So even if they decide, okay, we're pulling, you know, we're not doing this, we're going to, you know, revert this, and this is actually going to be Owens and Rollins versus Authors of Pain, well, then you have Rollins as the underling i mean you, yeah you have rollins is kind of the the beneath to kevin owens when it comes to a face tag team and that's not good for seth rollins um i i hear you um i i'm not i i don't know how, i'm not that worked up about it i guess is what i'm saying it's interesting i've, I've read a couple places where people have been openly wondering why becky hasn't been on tv the last couple of weeks right and, weird bit, definitely a weird bit. And con- she's been at the shows and she's been doing dark matches. Correct. And the conclusion that a lot of the internet has come up with is while you're doing this weird stuff with Seth, you don't want to have Becky there because remember what happened with Renee Young and Dean Ambrose when you had Ambrose turning heel 
And like on the broadcast, they were inclined to have to ask Renee Young about it because you've addressed in kayfabe that right. that they are together in real life. And so you put yourself in an awkward position when you're doing all this stuff with Seth Rollins to then have Becky Lynch standing there trying to be the top female face and one of the top faces in the entire company when you're doing this mm. type of stuff. And it's made me wonder if maybe that ultimately turns them off of going a true heel route with Seth Rollins altogether, right? Where you find I, yourself... You know, I, I don't buy that, mainly because it is a very different situation. While I don't think they had to bring it up with Renee, it made sense when Renee is talking about Dean that you bring it up. You know, it made, it made logical sense there. If Becky is dealing with whoever, whether, you know, whether it's the Kabuki Warriors or something else, you don't have to bring up Seth Rollins. Um, you don't necessarily, I mean, I, I, I agree that you're not obligated to do it, but there is the, like Seth, you, you didn't bring up Seth Rollins when she was feuding with anybody else, when she was doing all this stuff. No, but you had, them, but you had them interact. They regularly were interacting in the back and you've just, as you've complained about recently, you've just been doing a lot of it over the last yeah. couple of months. So to suddenly going from doing a lot of it to trying to position them as though they have nothing to do with each other whatsoever is a stark contrast, right? Like you are. It, it is a stark contrast, but I mean, yeah, I, I, you're right. I did kind of say that was a bad decision by them over the summer. But between which you I, know, which I whatever they last with. had their match, SummerSlam or whatever, and now they hadn't really brought it up much, if at all. Um, I don't know that that's the case, but yeah, I also can't tell you that they were doing it quite as regularly. That's fair. Um, I don't know if it had never been addressed, and I, I. I God, Lord knows, I'm watching entirely too much wrestling every week for me to be able to go back right. and remember what happens on every individual show. They, they might have brought. The point was like it wasn't like they were together as a pair. They were doing their own things for the past few months. For the most part, that's probably true, but it still exists. And I do still think when you have them out doing like public appearances and things along those lines, it's it would stand to be awkward that you would have perhaps on social media, here's Seth Rollins, who's supposed to be a top heel, walking around with Becky Lynch, who's your top face. And you can't like completely separate. You can't say, hey, you're not allowed to be a couple in real life for a little while. And because we've gotten to this point where there's such a difficult line that, that exists between what goes out on social media and all of the public things that these people are doing versus what happens in kayfabe, I do think that it's a potentially awkward spot to be in with those two performers if Seth is supposed to be a top heel, like a top heel on the show, particularly because you don't have a champion around, and we'll get to that again in a second, while Becky is supposed to be a top face in all of programming. That's a difficult, it's a tough road to hoe, man. Like, that stuff is going to be out there. It's going to be out there. It's going to be awkward. It's going to be just as awkward as Rusev and Alon. And I get your point that these are your top people that yes, you're sending out to it's do far media different. stuff. Yes, Rusev and Lana wouldn't be going to award shows necessarily. Like It's not like they would never be together. I guess but here's here's my question about that, and it's something I don't know the answer to. Like, Did they regularly do appearances together? I mean, yeah, we saw them doing like the ESPYs, and we saw them, yeah, they were doing a ton of appearances together. Okay, I mean, I, I and high don't necessarily notice that thing, so I, I, I didn't realize that they were doing a ton of things together, but, so yeah, that, that is slightly awkward, but then I beg the question, if you were even, I mean, the answer is because Vince and because he does this all the time, why did you even 
you know, do this in the first place? Well, I mean, I think you can make a good argument that you do it in the first place because you want it to be a short-term deal. Like, why was Daniel Bryan part of the Wyatt Club for a minute, right? Because it was a short-term concept that ended up having a great payoff at the end. If you have a well, that wasn't that was not supposed to be a short-term con, or that was supposed to be a that was going to go another six to eight weeks to lead up to a WrestleMania match. And then everything blew up in their faces. Well, sure, that had something to do with it, but it worked out pretty fucking well, did it not? Be, yes. <laughs> no one said I mean, it didn't like, work out well, but that was not the plan okay, but I'm, to make it when super I, When I said it specific, I think there are times when you do something short-term to bide you through a pay-per-view cycle, specifically when you don't have your champion, that wouldn't necessarily be what you would be doing out of that pay-per-view cycle. I think that there are plenty of things that you might look at as a short-term concept. Now, I'm not trying to give WWE super credit. You know how I feel. My guess is that they don't always have plans. But I don't think it's implausible that they started doing this and then sort of said, hmm, you know, this might not be as clean as we want it to be. And maybe instead of making this where Seth is a the, the top heel between now and WrestleMania, especially remembering that Brock Lesnar presumably will be back at some point, and when Brock Lesnar's on the show, he's going to be your top heel, maybe this is more like Seth can be heelish for a little while to create a moment that helps him get some heat back uh, as far as being a face is concerned, and then we position again Brock Lesnar as being the top heel. That's fine, but in the process, what you've done is you've created your new top face in Kevin Owens. And if you're going to then have Seth go face again... Well, hang on a second. Let's be... He should be the top face, and I don't disagree with that. I, I think I think they've created him in a position where he is the top face right now. I don't whether they I, want him to be or not. I, I, I think don't. He I is. think it's the exact opposite. I think they should want him to be the top face. I don't think they've actually done the work to make him the top face. I think right now there's a lot of, and this goes back to the championship problem. When you don't have your fucking champion on TV, we don't know who the top anything is. We don't know how much more Kevin Owens matters than Randy Orton. Because Kevin Owens is the first guy that comes out, but Randy Orton's the guy that's getting the save at the end of the show. We have no clue which one of them is supposed to be the top face because we don't know what the most important thing happening is on the show right now because they're not screaming okay. it at you or there's no championship. That, that's actually a fair point, and, and my inclination is right now that the top, as you know, we're leading off with Seth Rollins here because Seth Rollins has seemed to be positioned as the top storyline there, and because it is the the U.S. title, which we're trained to think of as the secondary title, where Randy Orton has not directly been going after that title, but in that orbit. Okay, but they also closed the show with Randy Orton and did multiple Randy Orton segments. And They've also closed in, the show with Rusev and Lana most, uh, oh, multiple but, times. But they've done that specifically because Rusev and Lana are getting the most views. I mean, Rusev and Lana, you could argue, is like I, as dumb as, as bad as Lana's promos have been. The one thing that you can argue, you can agree with, is right now when Rusev and Lana are what, what's getting yes. the clicks, uh, that is what's the most important thing that's happening on the show. Um, it, it, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I, 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 I don't. I don't like it. Um, Although, as I've said before, I have no. I'm over that part of it. Like the absurdity actually works, and they need to make sure they keep See, the, doing the, it. The problem is they haven't gone absurd. They they've gone back to trying to ground uh, it, and it's I, gotten worse I, because of I it. I don't necessarily agree with that. They literally had Rusev and Lana arrested uh, by the cops that they brought to protect them on. Monday yeah, let's night. let's. That's, no, I don't, I don't want to go down. That's that beautifully road, absurd. That was, no, it's absurd. It makes no goddamn sense. And that's what this entire thing should be. This thing should be theater of the absurd. My wife watched that segment and said, 
what the fuck? And that's the point. Like, it should be a complete what the fuck type of thing. This should be beautiful. This should be um, Broken Hardy's type of bizarre. Yes. yes. That's what this should be. And it is. Should, that was bizarre. I, I, I don't, I, I feel like they're, they're, I don't think they're intentionally making it theater of the absurd and they should be intentionally making it theater of the absurd i mean i think we're getting really meta you know what i mean like I think yeah, this is exactly. a super meta way of looking at it i think they had theater of the absurd on monday night and that's what they need whether it was intended that way or not that's what they got it was bizarre it was insane whether that's what they had in mind or whether they thought it all flowed they got exactly what they wanted out of it and they it purposely continued to move it so i think you could absolutely argue that rusev and lana is the most important thing happening on raw right now which all goes back to the bigger problem which is what i constantly talk about this is why there must be a championship on the show. Doesn't, or a championship present. It doesn't have, again, I didn't if say champion. Number one I didn't, contender match, I didn't, I didn't, if, if Rollins versus Right. I didn't Owens, say, I didn't yeah. say there has to be a champion on the show. Yes. There has to be a championship yes. on the show. And so when you're trying to pretend like that doesn't exist, you're left with this, where you come away from it saying, I think Kevin Owens is the top face. Well, I think that maybe he's supposed to be the top face, or he sure as shit should be the top face, but yes. I, ha- I don't really know. I don't really I, know I the motivation. Going back here. to the initial con, the, the initial point though, if this is a all right, we're 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 doing this and then we're kickstarting Seth Rollins, you've done it in a poor way because now you've done it in a way where if you kickstart Seth Rollins, you're doing it at the expense of Kevin Owens, and that's going to be a problem to the crowd. Um, unless you think Kevin Owens is so over that he can help get Seth Rollins back over, like. But but it, it, I guess here's the question: Is the idea? You kickstart Rollins to go back after Brock, because um, that—that's where it becomes a problem. I think, I think if if the idea is all right, you do that, and then you're still having him as a not the top face, okay. But I think you're going to have a really hard time if you're going to try to position him as the top face again. Okay, but I don't think there's anything wrong with like having him and and AJ Styles work a a, oh, a no thing problem after with that at all. after AJ gets done with Randy Orton. But you and were you were bringing up a scenario where he's the top face, and who? I don't. I didn't say I Seth Rollins would be the top face. I didn't say that. Well, you were you were saying one of the problems is you have the top heel, top face, top whatever with with. Well, Beck- I mean, I think he would be a a significant face on the show sure. because he's Seth okay. Rollins. Yes, I mean, like okay, I, yes. I, then I yes, that's if the, the idea is work. all right, we're rebooting him and putting him into the you know the upper mid card. Sure. By the way, none of this is me suggesting this is the best idea either. It's just a reading into what's been going on and some of the difficulties that they face with this. And and I, I still think the most logical scenario is the easiest path, which is you're just trying to drag this thing out to a pay per view. Yes. In fairness, one hundred, and, and that's where I'm where I am right now. I think you can get the most if you want a top heel when Brock Lesnar is out, you can get that in Seth Rollins. But you better not have Brock Lesnar out that much more. I mean like the, you're you're 2 weeks away from starting the Royal Rumble cycle. Like right. if, if if Well, of course they're they're one show away from TLC and we don't have any yeah, we semblance don't, right, of a I understand. Card we right don't now. we don't know what's happening on TLC. I get that. But like if you think that Brock Lesnar is going to be out for another 2 months, I mean that's a fu- fucking such a massive problem to think that you don't have your champion or at least a championship presence going into your third most important pay-per-view of the year. Oh, I I, I think he's going to show up, like but I think he's going to do the typical Royal Rumble thing where we see someone step up, we see him show up once or twice in January and then he shows up at the Rumble. Unfortunately, I'm worried that that's Kevin Owens. What I'm worried about is that they're I, positioning I, Kevin Owens this way right now because Kevin Owens is going to have to be the sacrificial lamb for a Brock so Lesnar match. So who's Mania? Matchup. 
Randy Orton. Randy Orton's mania. Randy okay. Orton, they're, 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 this yeah. is absolutely set up for Randy Orton to be your WrestleMania match. Although, I mean, the, the way they've been positioned, Kevin Owens, I've been almost wondering, especially when I think that it is Roman challenging Bray, I wonder if you have that, oh my God, Kevin Owens just won the Royal Rumble moment. Yeah, you, I mean, you're setting yourself up that you can do that. It would be you're cool. Right. Randy Orton is more likely, but that thought has crossed my it mind. It would definitely be cool for that to be the case, but why did you feel the need to make Randy Orton be a top face again if it wasn't for something like that? Like, what What was the purpose of having him... Because you you want another... If you're, if you're turning Seth, you want another guy to step up and fill that role. Okay, but Kevin Owens could be that guy. You know but what I mean? But then like, you have one. You have one truly, like, top-level... And you can say Ray Ray and absolutely stuff, but is Ray of that is not, ilk. Huh? Absolutely Ray's of that ilk. Sure, but I, I'm talking about someone who could step up and face Brock. And you could say Ray could step up and face Brock. Brock, he just did. Okay. The, bigger, the bigger problem is that there are still, like, rumors out there that what their vision is for Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania is Tyson Fury or another or Kane, Kane. Or another yes. Kane Velasquez match. And, like, that's yes. a far bigger problem. Problem. That, that, that's an issue. And I'm, I'm ignoring that for now because I just don't want that to be the case. No, I don't want it to be the case either. Or if it's going to be the case, you can't fucking allow him to be your champion going into that. Like, you can't. Correct. You can't have the championship disappear and then make the championship match be between two fucking part-timers. We've been through this Correct. a billion times. This is the Brock Lesnar-Goldberg problem. This is the same thing. Your championship is too important to the show for it to be so disassociated with anyone involved with the show. So if that's the... Look, if it's Brock Lesnar, Randy Orton, I'm good with that. That's a WrestleMania caliber match. Yes. You have done everything necessary for Randy Orton to be a truly over babyface in that match and to create a great moment to have Randy Orton go over Brock Lesnar. It's yeah. not the guy that you're like rooting for to get that moment necessarily because you'd like it to be somebody that's a little bit, you know, less accomplished that could use that. But right. you know, how did that work for Seth Rollins a year ago? You know? Yeah, I mean I'm just well, it worked pretty well, actually. It worked for, for a minute until, term. Every, until everybody hated him again by the fall. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's... Right. Like, right. And, but to be fair, they also messed up. Like, let, let's be very clear that this wasn't just the crowd suddenly deciding. They're the ones who put him against Braun. They're the ones who put him against The Fiend. Like... Um, yeah, I mean, that didn't help. You're right. That like, that, that, they, they screwed up in the process. And yes, some of it was the rub had worn off of him. But all the, they put him in a position to get booed. That was the other problem with it. Um... I mean, I guess my only real issue with Randy Orton at WrestleMania is that I am kind of envisioning a scenario where the Raw uh, champion wins the Rumble and Randy Orton winning the Rumble, I don't know, has the effect that you necessarily want, but I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing. I don't know if I want three months of a Randy Orton-Brock Lesnar. Well, I've already given you the answer. R-Truth wins the Rumble and uses it well, for a 24-7 championship match. <laughs> That'd be wonderful. It would be incredible, but actually, I legitimately, it would be incredible if they had R-Truth just fucking win the Royal Rumble and be in the main event. Oh my God, yes, it would be I the mean, greatest that, thing that, that ever happened in the history of professional too. wrestling. Um, that's not even like me doing an R-Truth bit. That would just be the most magical moment ever. Um, the other thing, too, is I absolutely think that the Royal Rumble could end up being an NXT winner. Um, uh, there you go. You have Keith Lee win it. And yes. You have I 100% yeah. think that they could end up going that route. Um, it order, wouldn't be a bad idea. Like, I that, get, and that would, that I, would get... I certainly know, get that you're, you're in a really awkward spot with Bray Wyatt being your champion on SmackDown because you, you can't do either one. You can't either have a top heel win the Rumble and have people pissed off because Bray Wyatt's kind of a heel. Um, and you certainly can't have a babyface win the Rumble because 
you're not positioning a baby face against Bray Wyatt. So you're kind of fucked. That's really the problem that you've run into with Bray Wyatt being your champion on SmackDown is that tell me right now what's a good idea for WrestleMania for Bray Wyatt. I mean, I, I'm convinced, like, you know, we talked about last week. AJ's right. It is Roman. Okay, like, that, but, but it's not going to help. I mean, like... That, I'm not saying it's going to help, but that's what they're going to do. It's a it's a big match, but it creates all the same Roman, Roman problems that you've always had. You're going to have people booing him. You're going to have... No one's going to root for Roman. And you're Which is be, why you can't have him win the Rumble, but I think in their mind, oh, you know, if we just slide him in there, they'll just no. ride that wave. I mean, oh, if you're just saying they'll accept it, they'll just say, hey, we know it's what's going to happen. Yeah, like that, exactly. that everybody's going to cheer the guy that we're saying is the heel and everybody's going to boo the guy that we're saying is the face. Yep. Like, okay, that's fine, but there are ramifications for that. There, Of course there are ramifications, but there have been ramifications for years and they haven't cared about those ramifications. Well, maybe so. All right, what else jumped out at you this week that you want to touch on? Um... What do you think of the belt? Uh, I don't have a problem with it. Like I, don't... I, I, I think it's the the one. It's I, I don't have a huge problem with it. I just don't. You know, whenever we've had a belt before, it's you know, it's a, a symbol that represents something. It's the spinner belt because that's what their view of a rapper is. Right. It's the you know, it's the so if, you're saying if Bray Wyatt gets a specific. Face. Yeah, I mean, like the, it, it almost shows in my mind. And again, this is just kind of a. It's why it does bother me a little bit, but not as much. Some people are like, oh my God, this is the worst thing ever. It's just like, this is what you, you know, this is what you know. This is what the people know about Bray Wyatt is his face, his mask. I mean, but that's sort of, I think, what you're trying to go for. I mean, I don't, I don't, I just, it just didn't get me where all that worked up. I just, yeah, it it didn't get me overly worked up, but it kind of made me like, really? That's what we're doing? I mean, okay. So it's what we're doing. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that's that's it. you're the champion. I again, look, there's I, I think we spend way too much time thinking about this. We know what it is. They're trying to get people to purchase something. That's what this is. They want people to choose to purchase something. And so they do this. Um, yep. Like if your argument is that why would another human being want to win that specific belt? Well, they don't want to win that specific belt. No, they, they want to get become, rid of that belt. They want to become WWE. The or, yeah, the, the SmackDown champion so they can yeah. have their or whatever their belt would look like. So I just don't find any of it to be bothersome to me, right? Like the title is like it. The the point being, the belt is just a representation of the title. The title is what matters. The title is what you're fighting for. You're fighting to be the champion, not for the specific belt that comes with it. So I don't know. I just never gotten all that worked up about any belt uh, at any point. Um, two more quick things. One thing I just want to say real quick, I did not love the, the Charlotte, uh, handicap match while I, I thought it was a good match. Like that's a mistake right there to have Charlotte lose multiple times in a tag match and then go toe to toe with the tag champs. I always hate that in principle. I really hated it this time and I don't know exactly where it's leaving. So leading. So whatever. The other thing I did want to bring up to you and, and ask you what you thought of the decision to announce that they signed uh, John Morrison on backstage. Yeah, it's weird, right? Because the idea is that it would take any sting out of, you know, him making like a surprise appearance. I think the point being like, really, how they're doing a baseball stadium for Rumble again, right? Uh, Yeah, is it Houston this year? That sounds right. I think it's Houston. Um, Like, do you think that like the Houston baseball stadium is really going to lose their mind if John Morrison comes out in the Rumble? I, I think it's a unique, like, 
people care, but they don't really care that much. It, John it's, it's weird because, you know, the, the reports came out two months ago. Correct. We talked about this we've, two months we've ago. Known, we've known for months. Yeah. Um, like, they, they I, I fully buy they don't really have a creative plan for him. Because what, what would the plan be for John Morrison? Like, honestly, what the fuck is the plan? Like, I have no problem because John Morrison's a great performer. But, like, you're not putting him in the title picture. You're not making not him a, right now. You're not making him a top guy on the card. Um, like that's that. It's never been the John Morrison story, yeah, and he's 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 going to be you know maybe a little higher than where he was. He was pretty much a solid mid carter net. Right, he's a guy. Upper mid He's a guy that could compete for secondary. Yes, he could compete for secondary belts. And if you're in a bind for a month and need to throw somebody yeah. in a championship picture in order to get yourself through to the next thing, you can do that with him. So I think this is a unique spot to be in, where like. If it was a bigger star than John Morrison, I I don't think it would be a great idea. Brandon and I talked a lot about backstage because he's all he's on board with backstage, particularly the you know CM Punk's involvement with it and how right. different it is than other. Like I said, I wouldn't watch because it's still WWE programming at the end of the day. And Brandon Sell is yeah, but it's different. It they are addressing things they've never before addressed on actual it, WWE. But there, it's it's the pipe bomb. Is what it is. It is making you feel like it's different, but when in fact it's and that's really my, not. And different. right, it's still my inclination that they're not doing yes. anything that they're going to turn around and fire someone over afterwards. Like it's still right. they're giving you more, and they're. Go- but I do like the fact that they are addressing things that are out there. I say I like it. I think it's smart for them. I've said sure. for a oh, long. One, yeah, and, and we, we've talked about this yeah. that they should be in control of it. Right, it's their product. It's their message. I hate as a reporter. I hate this. Right, like as a journalist, I hate it. But for a company, if it's your product and you own it and you have the information, why wouldn't you want to be the one getting the clicks and the views out of it? Right. Like, like if somebody, if a wrestler makes news, you should want to be the ones that get the clicks out of it. So I'm good with that. I, it's not going to get me to watch the show. Like, I'm just not. I'll, I'll watch a YouTube clip if it's on. Yeah, or somebody tells me I need to, right? Like, right, I'm exactly. not just going to go out of my way, but that's because I'm watching t- far too much fucking wrestling during the course of the week yeah. to begin with. I don't have more time. I didn't, I'm at some point going to reach. I've already forgotten everything that happened on SmackDown. We're, we're taping the show on Wednesday. If you ask me anything that occurred on SmackDown, I would say I genuinely don't remember. And I watched. I actually yeah. sat down and watched it on Friday night, not live, but when I got home Friday night, I watched SmackDown, and I couldn't tell you anything because I'm watching too much fucking wrestling to remember any of it. Yeah. Um, I, a lot of the shows are good. The only things I really remember from the week in wrestling are what happened on SmackDown because I watched it 24 hours ago and fucking AEW because the open of AEW was you know the best amazing. was the best 20 <laughs> minutes in wrestling that I've seen in months. Chris, so, Chris Jericho was it's, amazing. It's unbelievable how good that is. So yeah. that's what I remember from wrestling this week. When AJ asked me who had the best match, I'm going to say I don't fucking know. I couldn't tell you. I don't remember. I only remember the things that are really jumping out at me. Uh, real quick about uh, backstage. You know what a backstage is? It's Total Divas. It's something that's like, oh, yeah, oh this I, is real. Yeah, but I do I do watch Total Divas. No, no, I know you watch it, but I'm I saying like Total anyone Divas. who's saying like this is, this is groundbreaking. No, no, no. This is a reality show. Yeah, to some extent. Well, no, okay, but Total Divas specifically, yes, it's a reality. No, no question. That's all scripted. No, 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 no. no I'm just saying backstages. It is scripted reality. Um, okay, to like yes, to, to some yes. extent it is, but it's scripted reality. Um, presented in a news form instead of a reality show form. Right. It's it's not. But I I I, I I'm trying to. The better comparison is, it's. It's more similar to NFL Network because I don't think it is though. It it is. I don't think it is. There are still so so many things that NFL Network's not going to do. 
There's still I understand so many that, things but I, that they're but I, think, gonna... I think it goes. Be, I think NFL Network. There's so much they would do, and I think that there's a lot that I mean, NFL right. Network. Okay, would do fine. There's, there's, there's probably more that NFL Network would do than WWE backstage would. That's probably true. I don't disagree with that, but it's still measured. You still have to answer to someone. You can't go on NFL Network and just shit on right. Roger Goodell. You can't do that. They, no. They're not going to let you keep your job if, like, you're, you know, if, if you're, I don't even know. Yes. I don't watch NFL fucking Network either. But um, if, if Steve Mariucci goes on the NFL Network morning show and says Roger Goodell is fucking incompetent, he has no idea what right. he's doing, he's going to be fired the next day. Of course. And that's the comparison that I would make to WWE Backstage, which is, like they will, they will do things and they will say things that maybe we haven't seen before, but they're still not going to go on and let somebody freeform shoot that Vince McMahon is an idiot unless they've all agreed. Hey, let's have CM Punk say Vince McMahon is an idiot. Yeah, I mean the the difference is you have people on backstage at least partially in character. There are no, I mean you could say there <laughs> yeah, are characters for NFL yeah, Network. Yeah, there's you, no can outward you can make that argument. All right, anything else you want to touch on, or you got to go? Uh, no, I got to roll now. All right, get your plugs in. Uh, listen, listen, or watch to the Daily Line three to seven Eastern every day. You can watch it in D.C., Philly, Chicago, or the San Francisco Bay Area. Follow me on Twitter at the Aoster and look for myself in the Baltimore Sun. All right, very good at the Aoster. All right, uh, when we come back in, Brandon and AJ will join us. We'll talk about some of these topics with them and more from the week that was in pro wrestling. I'm Glenn. He's Aaron. This is Jobbing Out. Hey, Dad, can we try one of those hoagie things? <laughs> Sorry, son, we aren't hoagie people. What do you mean? Son, we're Royal Farms sub people, like my daddy was, and his daddy before him, like you and me, and all the folks we know. Gee, Dad, I never thought about it like that. So you're saying hoagie people are... Aliens, son. They're aliens. (laughs) Royal Farms subs are Baltimore's best. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. Back in here for segment number two of Jobbing Out. We have tagged out Aaron Oster and instead brought in Brandon Linton from Rams Head Live. And of course, the main event. 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 AJ Francis, a.k.a. Frank. Uh, don't forget. Frank. Don't forget coming up in segment number three. We're going to chat with Dan Moff of uh, Ring of Honor who's getting ready for final battle next Friday night, and has had a pretty incredible year. Um, all right, boys. So Aaron and I talked a lot in segment number one. We'll try to cover this with you guys. The the weird Seth Rollins swerve this week where, yeah, we want you to think that we're turning him heel, but we're not really going to fully go on board with it just yet. Are you guys both of the belief this is just a delay tactic before they inevitably do turn him heel, say, at the pay-per-view? Or do you think they're getting cold feet about making Seth Rollins a heel because he's been such a strong face, he's dating the biggest face in the company, and it's going to be a little bit weird to try to make him a top heel? Uh, I think that it is obvious that they're doing the one of the biggest tropes that they always do when somebody turns heel is let's put him in a random tag team match against two heels yeah. with a baby face that we all love. And then he either costs them the match intentionally or he leaves them during the match. 
I mean, that seems to be the most obvious thing in the world, yes. I think it's very clear that that's what's happening, especially considering it's it. you, you have this going on at the same time that they've clearly turned Randy Orton face fully now. So um, I think it makes sense because you just kind of trade places there, right? As far as having a major heel and a major The, the only point that I bring up is that I... I, it involves me having the trust for them to do the most logical thing. And that's always something that I struggle with, right? Like, that yes, of course, that all makes all the sense in the world and be the most logical thing they could do. But do they always do the most logical thing that they do? Or do sometimes they start that and then say, yeah, but uh, he did still sell a lot of T-shirts last month. Do we really want to do this? Do we really want to go all in? I think the conversation that might be being had is that turning him heel is actually fixing that that like he's going to sell more t-shirts as a heel because that's what he was doing before because the top three people selling t-shirts are not seth rollins they're becky lynch bray wyatt and um i'm trying to remember what the third one was but that just that list just came out and he's not in the top four so is it um, roman reigns he might be four but he's not in the top three i can't remember who the third one was but the first two were randy orton Bray Wyatt was number one and Becky Lynch was number two. And that's new. Becky Lynch was number one before that. So um, Bray Wyatt just like took the top spot. Um, so I, I think that they're probably, I don't think he is selling a lot. I, I think that's the whole point of this is that like they think that he was broken and that turning, if you look at what they've done with a bunch of these other seemingly broken characters, all of them turned heel. Becky, Bailey, Charlotte, like anyone who seemed to be faltering a little bit, they turned them heel and it like helped them the, out. The you one comparison, I mean? so, the one comparison I made uh, when I was talking about it with Aaron was Bray Wyatt with, uh, or sorry, Daniel Bryan with the Wyatt family. That that they had him momentarily dip into being a heel and then quickly raced him right back out of it. Um, but that was never clearly like. To me, that always was transparent as what it was. Well, that's like I, I, I disagree with that part because that was not their plan. I, the argument would be that was not their plan. Their plan was to keep him in the you know as a heel for some time, and then changed it because the crowd fucking said, "Go fuck yourself." We're gonna root for this guy no matter what. Oh well, I never believed for a second that that was real. I always thought he was gonna that it was him infiltrating. The, I mean, I believed that what happened was gonna happen the entire time. Um through that this looks more deliberate like that that i mean maybe that was their intention but there was always an out in that he's in a cult you know what i mean so (laughs) the story was always there always there to back out of it this is a little less like that this is more of your like typical like aj said trick the guy into trying to be your friend you're clearly being a heel because of all the shit you're saying. Right. I, I think the question then comes out of it, how much worse, like, like, Kevin Owens already addressed that last night, right? Like, so if Kevin Owens already addresses that, already accepts it, knows that it's out there, and still gets tricked, doesn't that, look, like, make Kevin Owens look like the dumbest human being on the face of the planet? And that's no, it looks all, like and him that's look, how they always it do like, it. It's not, he doesn't look like the dumbest baby face. He looks like a trusting baby face. Yes. But if he's already addressed it, like if he's already said, I'm not trusting, I don't trust you, and then jumps on board, what do we call him other than stupid? Forgiving. <laughs> okay. I don't think... See, <laughs> unfortunately, unfortunately, nobody ever thinks about it at that level. 
and this always works. You know what I mean? Like, so they're going to keep doing this forever. I mean, I think if your works. answer is ultimately if you're positioning Kevin Owens versus Seth Rollins, that he's just going to work no matter what because it's Kevin Owens on one side and Seth Rollins on the other. I don't necessarily disagree but, with that. Here's what here's what I think is going to happen. I think they're going to get around what you're saying by doing it in a way where he like sees it coming, but like there's just too many people and they beat the shit out of him. You know what I mean? Like I think that he's going to see it coming, hit him, like start beating the shit out of him in the match, and then there's too many people and they attack him. You know what I mean? I mean, um, right? But that's that's literally the exact scenario that he presented last night. <laughs> like that's literally no, but, what he said. No, but, but, what, but what I'm saying is, instead of him being stupid, he'll just like laugh and be like, "Yeah, see, I was right." You know what I mean? Instead okay, of being all right. Stupid, I mean, getting, sure. I guess you could do it that way. I hear instead you. Instead of like, him getting like blindsided, like what he said is going to happen. Right. He's like, going to say, "I, I knew like, it all along." You know okay. I mean? All right. All right. And there's something to be said for that. You could do it that way. I. That's that's fine. I think you could pull it off. And the other thing that we that we sort of dealt with is the or like, or 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 uh-huh. somebody else could be introduced into this equation that is the real trickery, like some other guy. Right. So that I would the- I would honestly think that would be a better way to do it. Now you don't have a lot of time to pull that off because you only have one more raw before a pay per view, which is crazy. Um, like I, I would think that would be a better way to do it to make it look less like. Oh, like does John Morrison come in and say, "I'm going to help you, Kevin Owens"? Sure, something along and then those kicks lines. Kicks him in the fucking face, and he's with Seth Rollins and AOP. Right, something. right. Or do you have Seth Rollins like get hurt during the match? Kevin has to win it all by himself. Somebody else comes out to help him in the odds, and then Seth Rollins, yes. you know, something, something that's a little bit more of a swerve than just. Literally the in, the in exact thing that we all saw coming, so much so to the point that the guy that was having it happen to addressed it already and said he expects it to happen. Like, although I'll I'll, I'll give you one other option, which would be like the other <laughs> the other option would be if you think if so if you're going with the fact that they have cold feet on turning him heel, and that Kevin Owens is with AOP, that would be the ultimate oh, sort. It would actually be really great. <laughs> <laughs> actually not hate that at all. And that would I, be your way of getting out of this weird Seth Rollins we don't know if he's a heel, we don't know if he's a face. Oh, we don't really want him to be a heel. Like you could get out of it that way. I hope they don't do that, to be honest with you, but I could see them. They would, that man, that's not on the table, man. Why are you overthinking this, bro? I get it. We have a podcast. We gotta talk about things, but we're overthinking this one, man. Of course we are. But that's it's yeah, the, that the, you answered your own one question. Of the oldest <laughs> tropes in wrestling. Oh, I, no, no, no. I believe that that's what's happening. I'm just saying. I, I agree, I, and I believe that it's most likely to happen, too. But it's not the oldest trope to literally have the guy spell it out on the show and then have it happen to him exactly that yeah, way anyway. Yeah, that's old, not the, normally the how it that's works. The not the oldest trope is that Babyface doesn't normally, right at the beginning of the storyline, tell you exactly what's Right. Like, that's not normally how this plays out. They don't normally literally have the guy say... I'm not going to do this because I know how this is going to work. Here's how it's going to work. And then have him do it anyway and have it work that exact way. That's That would be a new trope. I mean, it might. By the way, you might still be right. And it's I'm not, going to happen. Yeah, I'm not telling you All that you're gonna wrong. All that's going to happen is, oh, wow, next week, uh, Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins happen to be in the same place. And they bump Seth Rollins before they start beating up Kevin Owens. Now Seth Rollins is mad at them for a different reason. Now, just so happens, uh, Stephanie McMahon was standing in the hallway right there. She saw the whole thing. 
Well, you know what? We're going to have a tag team match at TLC. And it's going to be AOP versus Seth Rollins and Kevin Owens. That took like 13 seconds. I know, I know, but you still have this lingering thing where Kevin Owens has just told you he doesn't want to do that. But it doesn't, but so what? Was he the first wrestler ever that like didn't want to do something and then had to do it? No, he wouldn't be the first. There's no question about that. But you need to do something with that. You have to address that somehow. Or else this is, it goes back to the same thing. Or else why? Or else why even have Kevin Owens say that last night? Why have him bring that up? Because he probably, is Kevin Owens is at the point where he probably doesn't have to stick to his script. So you think that he you he ad libbed that and they they I in the back Kevin Owens ad libs a lot. I don't I disagree with I, it. I agree with you. If you've seen Starcade, has anyone watched Starcade? I didn't watch Starcade, no. Oh, he definitely ad libbed that whole thing. I he think said, like look, it's that's how it works at WWE. Like when when they trust you on the microphone because they know that you are really dope at that shit, which Kevin Owens is, which Sami Zayn is, which John Cena is, which CM Punk is. They let you have a little I, leeway with what you say. I when agree, but they still you're, don't. It, when you're uh, no way Jose. Yes, you don't get say, that. I totally that understand that. I totally, But you still don't. When you do that, the person's still not supposed to spoil what's about to happen. Like, it, there's still a line between those two things. Maybe, where Kevin Owens maybe would. That was, maybe that was Kevin Owens' way of trying to fuck the storyline out of It's just to say, I'm going to say exactly what's going to happen, so they're forced to change it. Yeah. yeah. Listen, <laughs> like, I would not put it past him. Like, me neither. Like, he, he's definitely, if anyone would do that, he's the guy. He, he I mean, there's the something same, to be said. He did the same thing. He was doing the same things when he was burying Shane McMahon. Yeah, that's true. Um. I'm trying to think of... No one wants to see you. You're the worst part of the television. <laughs> he did, he did do that. He did do that. But he didn't force them to rewrite, like, the, the plan. You know what I mean? Like, it's did not like... Did they not? But, Bro, by the way, they... by the way, if you guys haven't seen Starcade, uh, first of all, I won't blame you because they barely advertised it. Well, but, um, but, yeah. So they, were, they advertised the match of Bobby Lashley versus Rusev right. in the last minute standing. And the whole time I'm thinking... There, yeah, well, that's never happening at Starcade. <laughs> Not in a million well, was, years. Well, first of all, I was like, how are they doing this match? Because the story they're telling is that Rusev can't be around them, right? And <laughs> he just got arrested for killing everybody and whatever. So they come out and they say that and he's not there. And they didn't do the match, which is crazy because it was advertised as the main event all week of the show. And it was the main event of the show. But then the match didn't happen because Rusev uh, had a restraining order and wasn't allowed to be there. So then Kevin Owens comes out, and this is why I wish this was on Raw, because there's no reason why this segment couldn't have been on Raw, because he fought Bobby Lashley anyway. But you've got the other stuff going on with Kevin Owens' side of this uh, on Raw. But he comes out and says everything that everyone thinks about this storyline on a WWE Network show. No one gives a shit about your relationship. Nobody cares about... I mean, I was I was laughing my ass off. Like, and and, and continued that, that right, something. and then continued that on oh. Monday night when Lana came out and he berated no, her no, and no, ran no, her no, down. No, 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 we have to talk about something right now, bro. <laughs> right now, okay. He was definitely trying Literally to fuck up Lana's promo. Was, Lana's- uh, yeah, exactly. He was, Kevin Owens was killing Lana's promo, but on purpose. On purpose, literally, yeah. intentionally. On she purpose. she was struggling to begin with, and he didn't help. But the thing is, the thing is, she usually doesn't, and she and she started to, and then he buried her. Oh yeah, no question. He's definitely, definitely no not question. Playing. He put her nine thousand feet under. Um, 
And 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 it's funny because on the on the Starcade show, like he was they they it, what's funny to me is there's no reason why they shouldn't have brought this up on Raw that all this happened, but they did not at all. And I'm like, you just fought him yesterday on a WWE Network show. It makes perfect storyline sense that he would be pissed about what happened last night and come out to fight you when you say anybody come fight me. So so but they still didn't acknowledge it at all. Well, they didn't acknowledge well, Starcade well, at all. Thing, here's the thing. Here's the thing, though, bro. You were not. We can't skip over that part right now. I really need to ask a question. Okay. What did Bobby Lashley do to get arrested other than be black in Tennessee? Facts. Facts. Well, I don't know if you heard. They do things differently in Tennessee. No, they tried to cover that up by making the cop black. No, bro. No, he he shoulder checked the police officer. I mean, there was contact, yes, but I mean, it was it wasn't arrestable. They should have had him okay. in the front. Yes. Right. Let's say, let's say he did shoulder check the officer. Uh, why did they stand there and watch the dude who has a restraining order on him beat his ass? Um. Also, why did they let the police officers say we do things differently here in Tennessee? <laughs> I mean, th- we got to Okay. So I I handled that plays this into that plays into what AJ is implying here. <laughs> okay, but hang on, because I handled this with Aaron. What they did was perfect, and you know why? Because it was fucking absurd. And that's what all of this is supposed to be. This is supposed to be theater of the fucking absurd. And whether they intended it for it to be or not, I I happened to be watching that part of the show with my wife. And my wife was flabbergasted. What the fuck is happening? What is going... And that's that's actually why this works. As we keep talking you know, gotta, about this. I, I got to tell you, my brother went to Raw because he lives in Nashville. And he's like a dip in, dip out fan because he doesn't have time to watch the show. But he, he loves the WWE. He just doesn't have time to watch it. And so he comes in like every other pay-per-view or so. He was like, dude, that was the best part of the show. I swear <laughs> to God. It's, it's bizarre. It makes no goddamn sense. It's insane. And that's what this is supposed to be. Just like how it has to end with Rusev being in on it the entire time. And it makes no sense. It has to be this way. Nothing. Wait, wait. So, so first of all, the only problem I had with this, with this, cause I'm all in on this now. Like I'm all in on this angle. I love it. I just can't, I just, like you said, I'm, I want them. And by the way, there's just been some news that they, um, re-signed um, uh, Krista Joseph as a writer. And um, and he's, you know, if you remember the time where he was in WWE, they did some really absurd shit with, like, Vicky Guerrero and Vince McMahon and um, and uh, Teddy Long, like a bunch of crazy, weird story, you know, storylines similar to this. And um, I just wonder if we can really get this up to 11. You know what I mean? Like, oh, my they've God. They've done some really absurd stuff, but... Like the finale of this. Can we also really... can we also take the time to uh, acknowledge the fact that WWE and their writing staffs has taken a, a concept that two months ago w- most of us, myself included, were like, "What the hell are they trying to do?" Here? Yes. And every single week have delivered. I mean, I I um, agree, but you actually know that I was in on it from the. We, I think most of us were of us were in on it from the get go. Like, no, we yes, we I agree. Like, when, we weren't like this is horrible, but we were like, what is? This? But it was great yeah, like, because of its insane insanity. Like that was the point that we made 
the night the the show we did like, immediately I, after I the kiss. The first, I was like, yo, the first after the first time I had it, I was like, yo, progressive WWE go with a cuckolding storyline. Right. <laughs> like I remember talking about it and saying the rest of the world is losing their minds over uh, Bobby Lashley and Lana making out and like literally making out, like having sex on. And I'm like, this is so bizarre. It's good. <laughs> That's the, the yeah. this only works because it's bizarre. If so they, I have, ch- I have one. I forgot to finish my last like little comment with what the actual problem was. So the only problem I have with this is when Lana got arrested that she didn't go full like Stephanie McMahon, Vicky Guerrero. You know, like, yeah. I mean, should have been like flipping out, fighting, right? Yeah, I agree yeah. with that. I agree with that. But outside of it, it's the idea outside of that. The Perfect. idea that you're doing something completely bizarre that you can't explain to another person is exactly what this is supposed to be. This yes. would be problematic but, if it was sensical. <laughs> if it was but, sensical, but, it wouldn't way, work. By the way, how good does Rusev look now in oh, this? Oh. Like, somehow they took a guy's wife cheating on him and leaving him, and they made the guy look like a million bucks. Like... Like this should make him look like a schmuck, but it doesn't. It makes him look like a fucking yeah. But it's killer. still, but it still can't and it makes end. Look terrible. I know, but it still can't end with him just taking her back. Like it no. can't end that. Oh, way. No. You, they're I, I going to this, have think, they're going to have a ladder match in which Lana is suspended in a cage, and the person who unlocks the cage gets Lana. And Rusev is just going to walk walk away or something. You know what? Here's the interesting no, thing. Lana, Rusev's going to take him off. Take her over his shoulder and carry her out. I don't want Guys, that. I don't want that. I'm, I'm not so sure this doesn't end in Lana not being on TV at all. I think that like, could be a possibility that they both decide I, they don't want her. I think it's more likely that like she disappears for a while and that this drives Rusev into like an intercontinental. Um, what fucking show is he on? Okay, U.S. title or some kind of um, title. Um, scene i think i think that's where this i can see i can see rusev i can see rusev for the u.s title at at wrestlemania because ray 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 mysterio is not going to have the belt long no yeah that's probably the case yes he's a short i agree with that he's a short-term title holder i agree with that um look as long as who who you you pick to take it from to pick from ray yes um Boy, they've got a glut of faces right now. I could see them do something where they like try to turn Umberto heel to take it from him. I am going with Andrade Cien. There would be a lot of sense in that. Yeah, that's who should take. That'd it be from. a lot of sense in that. That'd make a lot of sense. All right. Um, oh, and then that's when that's how that's when you bring back Lana, right? It's like Lana will be back off of TV forever. Then you've got uh, Andrade with the U.S. title feuding with Rusev. And a bunch of shit keeps happening, and then you get your Miss Elizabeth moment with Lana coming out of the crowd to save Rusev and, and reunite. But, wow, I love it! But it still has to end with them being in on it together. It has to end with that. <laughs> this was our plan the whole time. <laughs> it has to end with... And Lana has to have sex with Andrade as well. Like She has to have sex with a few more guys in this process, only for it to well, end. I have, one other, I have one other option. The other option would be that Samoa Joe ends up winning the U.S. title, would... and then he's keeping Lana in a cabin in the woods somewhere. <laughs> and, and so you have him cutting the promos. Rusev, I have Lana. That would that would also be great. The only thing better than that would be if Lana was in the cage 
the entire time. Oh god. And then and then, and then AJ no, Styles. No, I mean, no, Eric, no Eric Rowan's cage. Oh shit. I forgot about the Eric Rowan cage. Um yeah. Oh, oh, oh yeah. Yeah, that would work. That would work. All right, um, we only have a few minutes here before we're going to chat with Dan Moff. Um, Aaron and I did not get to spend, we mentioned it, but we didn't get to spend much time talking about it. I believe we owe six minutes to discussing. Um, I'm really bummed that AEW lost the ratings war last week because they presented the best segment they've ever presented. And it's just yeah. because it's the best idea in the history of television, which is anything vo- involving Chris Jericho in a celebration. That was by far the best thing that they have done since that company started. My God, that segment was fucking beautiful. But yeah, you know, but, but, but it was great. However, I'd like to point out it's the rest also of the show the, was not anywhere near as close. No, to no. NXT. And it's also that segment is the antithesis of what they think they are different than the WWE. Don't care. Like I they, don't care about any of that. You're the one that gets worked up about that. I don't give a shit. I want good programming. And it was fucking wonderful programming. No, I'm saying all the dickhead fans that sit here and say, like, oh, this is sports wrestling. This is an entertainment. Who cares? I like. I'm making the point. It matters because that's who their entire fan base is. No, it's not. I'm part of their fan base. I you like are AEW, the minority, my friend. No, I think yeah, there's way are. more of me than you. You, you see are. the sycophants there's, who show up no. and have the T-shirts. I think that there is way. It's the same way we always talk about WWE. There's way more casual fans of any company than there are hardcore fans of any company. I disagree company. about AEW. Well, you yeah. think there's 800,000 people that are watching that show every week that are all super hardcore I'd, fans? I'd say 65% of them. Okay, and you think that somehow WWE, exi- WWE exists with shows that get that rate and it's significantly less hardcore fans? I think it's more like 50%. Okay, I don't, be- I don't believe that for a second. I think we're just throwing out numbers for the sake of throwing well, be- out no, numbers. No, because it's a niche program, so by nature it's going to have more hardcore fans. That's like saying, like, you know... The, the band that plays to the yeah like it's like I just, I just found out that NCIS has been like one of the most watched shows in the last fucking ten years in the United States they are it, I've never seen that show. fact but fact. you know but but you know who watches NCIS LA fucking people who watch NCIS you know who watches NCIS Miami I don't know if these are the real places but I know that they yeah, have spinoffs. I, uh, yeah, they do. But the point being, you think that all of those people, you think that somehow the ratings for NCIS Houston or whatever the fuck it is are all <laughs> just hard is 80 percent hardcore NCIS fans versus people that just watch fucking CBS. And that's what's on. And because they're old and they don't have anything else to do with their lives, they just watch it. Possible. Yeah. Like, I, I just this. I'm not saying that those people don't exist. They're definitely old. They're definitely I, old. I think there old is a group of right. asshole people that exist that think that AEW is some great different thing, and I've said all along, of course that's not the case. It's just another wrestling company that's going to do all the same things the other wrestling companies do because that's the way this works. I just want to make yeah. sure I point out that the segment that everybody loves is the most WWE thing they've done True. since they've started. I don't know if it's True. even the most WWE thing they've done. They've done tons of shit that no, was WWE-like. No, 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 it no, is it because they claim that they don't do talking segments and they don't do entertainment segments. They do sports. They are win and loss. They are a sports enter- They are more on the sports than the entertainment. Did you like the segment that or not? I'm so confused. Yeah, the segment was great. Right, so what are we doing? <laughs> like, what is this? It's just a point. It's, it's, it's a valid point. It is. Okay, it, so... It, it, it's, a, it's also against what they say they are. So should they have not have done it? 
No, no never I'm just saying they need, right. to, they need to get off their fucking high horse and shut the fuck up about WWE and just do their fucking show. Okay. That's all I'm well, saying. I don't care about just any of that. I care about them doing good shows. And the, for that segment, it was a really good show. Now, I agree. The rest of the show wasn't that great. Um, no. But that segment. And they're running ads that talk shit about NXT, if you haven't noticed. That's called you know, competing. <laughs> like, what do you want them to do? Do your show. Advertise your show. Shut the fuck up about what other people are doing. Like, does every Coke commercial have to say that Pepsi sucks? Do you have any idea how how many fast food commercials over the years have been veiled shots at other fast food companies? That doesn't mean they're all the Arby's. Like, literally every single one. They all have been that way. That's competing. There was was lovely McDonald's commercials with Ronald McDonald and (laughs) Guinness. Yes, because McDonald's is number one. They don't have to do that. Every other company is trying to be McDonald's. That's competition. That's how it works. Okay, does WWE run commercials that say that they're say number AEW one? Sucks? They don't have to do that. That's Nobody the point we're making. The people you're advertising to already think that. What? The people, the people they're advertising to, aren't going to be like, "Oh shit, you're talking shit about NXT. You're better. I'm going to watch you." Like, it doesn't make any sense. I mean, they, if they're who, trying who, to... Who is, gonna, who, who is that advertisement working on? Somebody who's watching TNT that doesn't know that AEW exists but has heard of uh, WWE. That's who they're wor- that looking for. It's like a really absurd uh, contingency of people. You, you, don't, like, you don't think there's a lot of people that might not be watching some random show on TNT that are aware of WWE's existence but haven't found out about AEW yet. Uh, I mean, no, I don't think that person exists. Nah. I mean, I think there's a boat. I think that it's insane that we're having this conversation. Like WWE yeah, is a is monopoly. Like they're one of the biggest companies in the world. People are aware of WWE, and so I know, tr- that's the point we're making. Like, so the, if anybody who knows about WWE and watches TNT is WWE. Oh, you think that they already are aware of their existence? Maybe, yes. maybe, and they might have found so out about it during one of those show promos. Talk about how good it is and show clips. Don't talk. Don't waste ten seconds talking about the other. I, guy. I, this is—it's like, a real weird sensitivity about this. Like, I'm just confused by the sensitivity about somebody trying to compete. No, because people are liars. Because people go out and say what they do doesn't matter. We're only concerned about us, and then they do the opposite. And that's, I'm just holding their feet to the fire of what they say they do and what they say they're okay. about. Well, I don't give a shit lying. what they run in their promos. I give it, well, okay, everybody lies. I mean, breaking news. We don't even check on Facebook anymore when somebody buys advertising. I could buy advertising right now on Facebook and say, um, you know, uh, 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 Brandon's a woman, and they would run it. But, because then, but, th- but then, then live up to it. Say, fuck them. We want to bury the other guy. We're better. And, and say all that stuff. Don't pretend like you're not doing it and then do it. It, it proves to me that there's a, I think there's a bigger issue of like a disagreement of the of the um, mission over there. I think that maybe Mr. Khan is on a different level than the, the actual performer. Because he has to of, be, because he's the one who has financial bu- uh, backing behind it. He has to. But what to. I'm saying is, I don't think that there's as cohesive of a mission over there as they're acting like. I think you've got. <laughs> People that are still trying to work in southern re- old southern wrestling shit. You've got people who think they're New Japan. You've got people who think, and they're all working together. And you can tell because the program does not go together. I like, I, it, I agree on all of those things. I yeah. I completely agree that that's the case. That's the way it works in a wrestling company. Like that's what happens. 
is somebody thinks there's something, somebody thinks there's something else, somebody people in WWE get mad because I don't get to do the 30-minute match that I want to do, and I'm going to run off to somewhere else. Like, that's, that's wrestling. Like, that's mostly any business. I don't care about any of this anymore. Yeah, we're gonna talk. We're gonna talk to Dan. I just just get annoyed when people act all holier than thou, and I like to. This is the third time you said let's move on, and just didn't do that. I'm just, I'm just leaving you with a comment. I I agree with you, but (laughs) I just want to point out that I agree with everything Brandon's saying, uh, because that is usually the the tree, the, the limb of the tree that I have to stand on alone, calling people out on their bullshit. But, uh, I think that this is what is course. Do you think okay. that it was a good segment? Yeah, I do. Do you think they should do more good segments? Yeah, I okay, do. Okay, that's what I think, too. So there we go. Same. All right, we'll come back in. We'll talk to Dan Ma from uh, Ring of Honor. I'm Glenn. He's Brandon, and he's... I think it was a great segment. It was, a, it was the best thing they've done, I think. It was easily the best thing that they've done. I, I'm Glenn. He's Brandon, and he's... The main event. AJ Francis. This is Jobbing Out. Baltimore's favorite bar is just 771 feet from home plate. Sliders Bar and Grill, just steps from Camden Yards, is the perfect sports bar for Ravens and Caps season with all of the games on dozens of TVs. Daily specials include Mexican Monday, Wing Ding Wednesday, Bloody Brunch Sunday, and more with different drink specials every day of the week. Join Sliders for the away Ravens games as well as the home game parties featuring Fancy Clancy Pilsner as well as game day food and drink specials. Find out about all of the parties and specials at slidersbaltimore.com sliders one of baltimore's original continuously operating bars back in here for segment number three of jobbing out glenn clark and of course the main event aj francis aka frank our next guest this has been an amazing year and what a story for this dude um this guy has has risen back up onto the national scene he's been killing under the indies for years and he was a ring of honor original but he's back and he will be in action at umbc next friday night for final battle you can get your tickets right now by going to rohwrestling.com where you can see dan moff who joins us now ahead of his match with jeff cobb dan it's glenn it's aj it's great to chat with you man thank you for taking the time for us glenn aj thank you for having me on and uh like i tell you man this has been a couple of uh a real uh, crazy uh weeks um you know, the last four weeks have been uh, real crazy. It's been life-changing, life-altering, and uh, it's it's been a, a, a large payoff of hard work. And um, like I said, I'm happy to be back in the fold. I'm happy to be back home um, at Ring of Honor. No doubt. No doubt, man. Can, can you, like, can you explain how this all came about, dude? Like, it's, it's, it's a really incredible story, the way that this has happened. That, you know, I think a lot of people had, you know, had been seeing you on the indies for years and had sort of been like, wow, yeah, Dan Moff. I know Dan Moff, of course. Like, he's part of how Ring of Honor came to be a thing. How, how did this happen that you're in this position that we're going to be seeing you at Final Battle next week? Well, uh, how it happened, uh, you know, I, I received a text from a good friend, uh, Cole Cabana. And he asked me, he said, hey, are you available on such and such date? <laughs> I said, uh, yeah, as a matter of fact, I am. <laughs> he said, uh, would you be, you know, would you be interested in working with PCL? I said, oh, yeah, wow, sure. Sure, <laughs> that would be great. 
uh, he said, yeah, um, in, uh, in Pittsburgh. I said, all right, cool. I said, that, that, yeah, that, that'll be awesome. Who, who, who for? What company? He said, uh, Ring of Honor. <laughs> <laughs> I said, wait a minute, what? <laughs> he said, yeah, Ring of Honor. He said, uh, he said they, they gave me the, uh, the book for a show. And I'm entitled, um, and I'm, uh, you know, I, I, I'm doing my own theme of a show, and I'm booking it. And I want you on the show, and I want you to fight PCO. I said, I said, well, all right, then. <laughs> I said, hell yeah, man. I said, I'm in, bro. I said, uh, you know, just let me know where I got to be, what do I got to do, and I'm there. And uh, he said, all right, hang on, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll call you right back. He said, I'll, you know, I'll get in touch with my people, and my people will get in touch with, with you, and we'll make it happen. And, you know, he's a man of his word. He, he's always been a man of his word. And uh, just like he said, you know, his people got in touch with me and within minutes, and, you know, it, it was all done. It was a done deal. Jesus, was it was it weird at all? Like when you walked that first time, like now obviously you're back under contract. It's it's a job again, right? Like, but that first time you walk back in, like was it weird? Did it feel weird? Were you like, man, is this is this really happening? Like, did you was there anybody you needed to talk to? And like like wrestling such a small world, I imagine that you had bumped into most of these guys at some point along the line anyway. Man, you have no idea. Um you know, just, uh, you know, getting on the plane and just getting there and, you know, just about walking into the venue. Um, I, was, I was with a good friend of mine who I, I spent a lot of time with, uh, you know, uh, LSG, one half of Coast to Coast. And, uh, you know, he was like, hey, man, just take it easy. Just breathe, you know, <laughs> just relax. You know, he's like, I'm hyperventilating over here. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a wreck. I'm, I'm all nerves. <laughs> man, just relax, man. He says, just relax, dude. He says, he says, you're coming back home, dude. Just relax. You're going to do fine. I was like, okay, okay. Yeah. So, you know, we walk into the venue. And the first thing that just knocked me off my feet was, was the production. Um, just the value and the the overall setup of the production um, and the crew and the monster setup that is Ring of Honor. I was like, wow, this is not the Ring of Honor I remember. Um, this is incredible. Uh, it, it, it's, it's really, it's, it's something special, um, you know, just to see, you know. And, uh, you know, then I saw a lot of faces that I didn't even know. A lot of faces that I knew, obviously, through, uh, through the product. <laughs> But a lot of faces that I had never met yet, um, and a lot of faces that I did travel the roads with, and and I and I bumped into, you know, like you know, through my travels on the Indies, like Jonathan Gresham, like uh, you know, guys like that, and uh, you know, when I saw them, you know, it's like, hey, you know, it always helps to see a familiar face. Um, but then when I, you know, when when I saw. Um, <laughs> You know, when I saw like 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 the Briscoes, you know, I was like, oh my god, I was like, I haven't seen these guys in years, you know. And it was like a big reunion, man. It was a lot of hugs. That's cool. You know? It was emotional. They were really happy to see me, and uh, I was really happy to see them. And uh, you know, I, I gotta say, the locker room 
overall, in general, welcomed me with open arms. Okay. <clears throat> um, I didn't. Ex I, all I knew is I was coming. I wanted to go there, and I wanted to leave an impression. I wanted to do the best that I could. I wanted. I had one chance at this. I had one shot, and I wanted to knock it out the ballpark. And um, so I, 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 they brought me into Pittsburgh, and um, I really I wasn't on the card, and uh, uh, I was told I was sitting up in the bleachers, and one of the production guys walks over to me and says, "Hey, Muff, uh, do you do you mind having a match tonight?" I said, "Oh, sure." I'm thinking, okay, you know, I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm going to have to do like, a, do like a dark match or something. I was like, sure. He's like, uh, what, what am I doing? He's like, uh, no, you're going to work, uh, you're going to work with Marty and PCO. You're going to work, uh, Colt, uh, Jeff Cobb and Cheeseburger. I said, oh, okay, you guys are going to last. I said, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so it's like, it's like, okay, you know, here we go. No, I'm like, hit the ground running, you know. And uh, and like I said, you know, I love the challenge. I love the pressure. I feel like that's when I, uh, that's when that, that's when I respond best when I'm under pressure. And um, and let me tell you, all the pressure was just me putting it on me alone because uh, when we got to work and I and I met Marty and Marty was talking to me and you know Carl or you know was talking to me. It's like you know, everyone was just so welcoming, and, and they were just so, like, you know, like, they knew, they knew, like, that I needed this, you know, and uh, without saying a word, they knew that I needed this, and, um, you know, they let me do my thing, and they let me, uh, they featured me, and they let me run around and be the uh, the wild gorilla that, that I am, and, uh, you know, it, 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 uh, it, the, the office enjoyed it, you know, and, uh, you know, and then the second night, uh, the match at PCO, they, they really enjoyed it. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm now under contract, so. That's dope. Thanks to Paul Cabana and, 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 and his good book, you know, um, I'm a Ring of Honor employee once again. So I, cool. know, I came back home. I'm, That's I'm dope. Home. Yeah, you uh, Glenn mentioned uh, how you've been killing it on the independent scene. I actually was on the same show with you uh, like three weeks ago in Orlando um, for USA Pro Wrestling, and you were in a tag. Well, you had two matches that night because you did double duty like a real professional. <laughs> but right, but but uh, you had a tag match with uh, against Alpha Junior and Haku. My question is: Have you ever felt anything as devastating as the Tongan death grip? <laughs> Let me tell you something. The target grip, death grip, is the real thing. <laughs> it's the real thing. <laughs> okay, and let me tell you. Um, uh, you know Haku. You know, God bless him. You know he. Yes. The man still moves around like a cat. Uh, he's still physical. He's still intimidating. He still has an aura about him. Uh, but he's such a kind man. And um, that whole family, that, you know, the, yes. the, the, the whole family in general, they're just so kind, so giving. And uh, like I said, I think the world of Haku. And 
I thank him, you know, for that experience. And uh, I'm very grateful to have, you know, it, it was an honor, you know, to share a ring with, with a legend like that. That's awesome, man. That is so cool. Dan Moff is with us. Again, final battle next Friday night at the UMBC Event Center right here in Baltimore. Uh, get your tickets, ROHWrestling.com. Dan, you know, I, I, I saw a video of you signing your contract, and, and you said something that really kind of, like, took me aback. You're 46 years old. Did you really say this is the first ever contract that you have signed? Yes, that's correct. Holy hell, dude. Like... Uh, what is that moment like? Like, AJ is getting in the business looking to sign a contract. He is, you know, more than a decade and a half younger than you are, right? Like, can you tell me what that feeling is like at 46 years old when you've been doing this for an eternity and you have been a part of so many damn things to sign your first contract as a professional wrestler? Well, um, you know... So, so many people, um, you know, through the years, um, have promised me so many things, and nothing is promised in professional wrestling, like in life itself. And, uh, you know, you can only do your best. Um, for some, for one reason, for some reason or another, you know, I was always told, hey, you know, you're too big, uh, your belly's too big. Uh, you know, <clears throat> you wear a shirt. So I came out of the shirt. When I came out of the shirt and I uh, was wrestling topless, it was like, hey, you know, that still wasn't good enough. You still need to trim down more, you know. Yeah. Um, then it was the facial. Well, you need to let, we'll do something different with your facial hair. <clears throat> so I grew facial hair. Then it was like, all right, so it doesn't matter. I was like, all right. So I, so I just put the shirt back on, you know. And, and, and it's like... Uh, Either, either either I was too old um, or I was too heavy or I wasn't what they needed or, or I looked too intimidating. It was always, you know, or I just wasn't good enough. It, it was always one of those um, doors that were slammed in my face, you know. And after so many years, you know, I, I, I've known so many guys. <clears throat> so many guys that I've worked, so many of my peers have, have moved on, you know, to bigger and better things to sign contracts, to have WrestleMania experiences, um, to be with Impact, to travel the world, to go wrestle in Japan. And, um, you know, I just never stopped. I, I, I never stopped believing. I never stopped fighting. I never stopped grinding. Because for every door that was slammed in my face, I used that as motivation. And um, I said to myself, I would never give up. You know, I'm never going to stop. And if wrestling on the Indies was my calling and teaching was my calling that I was going to do the best that I could at that. And I was going to be the best that I could at that. Um, you know, show up to work every day with a smile on your face. You know, even though sometimes it kind of sucks, you know, um, but I just, you know, you show up every day, smile on your face. You know, I'm a good soldier. Do what you're told. Let's go. Let's rock and roll. All right. Let's not get out the park. You know, I, I live, you know, I, I always I always tell everyone this, you know, good times, uh, bad times don't last, tough people do. And, uh, you know, I live and die by that. And there uh, it, 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 it was a lot of times, there was a lot of days where I, I wanted to quit. And it was rough. You know, a lot of my friends went on and, and moved on. 
And I was told I wasn't good enough. You know, and now finally, you know, to sign my contract and uh, to get my chance, you know, to show the world, you know, what I can do and to show the world that I belong. Um, it's, it's something real special to me. It's something that I'm going to really, I'm going to okay. really, I'm going to really try. I'm going to give it everything I've got. Dude. And, uh, you know, I love I'm, I'm going well, to give then everything That leads me to another question we always ask people. Um, who's somebody in Ring of Honor you haven't worked with yet that you want to work with? Oh, God. Uh, just look at that whole roster, man. Uh, that's, that's, it's, it's, it's a roster full of all-stars. Um, who wouldn't I want to work on that roster? You know? Um, that, that roster is unbelievable from top to bottom. Um, you know, but uh, I think probably the one person uh, that I think would really, I, 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 the one person I think I would really, really love to work would be Bully Ray. Mm. 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 That's, that's the one. You know that to me, that's I have That'd be to cool. do that. I have to do that. You know, but you know, there's other guys on that call. You know, like Jeff Cobb, like Jonathan Gresham, dude. You know, like, like there's just so many. You know, so many stars. On, on, you know, Castle, Castle. Um, it's just everyone. And Matt Taven. You know, it's, it's just, it's just, it's it's incredible. That that roster is incredible. You know, Roosh, just the whole roster is just unbelievable from top to bottom. So if you don't know, after Friday night, so Friday night's final battle, and he's going to take on Jeff Cobb, which, by the way, is perfect. Like, the two of you dudes, a couple of hosses in the ring together, that's going to be incredible. But then the following night in Philly, it's going to be you and Cobb against Villain Enterprises. There's a lot of rumors about Marty Skrull's future. Like, that, I'm thinking maybe that could be like a pretty special type of night that night. Uh, you know, I don't, like I said, I don't know all of that. No doubt. No, I'm not, I'm, and I'm not trying to get you, just that it could be a special night, right? Um, but for me, for me in general, I mean, I'll yeah. be in the room with Marty Scroll. You know, Marty Scroll <laughs> is one of the best, you know, so it'll definitely be um, a big, uh, night a big moment for me yeah uh, no doubt no doubt it could be a, a and boy that match should bring the house down it should absolutely bring the house down in philly the following night um uh, uh dan like the, the 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 biggest let me go back you and ring of honor in the early 2000s to now what's the biggest difference between that dude and this dude oh man uh the, the danny mock from early 2000s uh <clears throat> like i said it was too much, uh, too soon, in my opinion. Um, I wasn't ready mentally. Uh, <clears throat> I wasn't ready for the challenge. Um, I, I, I feel like it was just a lot for me to process. Um, but now, like, I'm battle-tested. I've been through it. I've been through every scenario there is. Um, I'm ready for the challenge. I welcome the challenge. I welcome the obstacles. And 
I am looking to just put my head down and barrel through any wall in front of me. Because, listen, if you're if you're not in this game to be number one, then get the hell on the other side of the guardrail. And I will say it now. I'm at Ring of Honor. I'm at Ring of Honor right now to become Ring of Honor world champion. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Make no bones about it. Make no bones about it. I'm not here to be a mid-card player. I'm not here to be an opening act. I am here to be the Ring of Honor world champion. Uh, we can't do better than that. Damn Moff, next Friday night, Ring of Honor final battle at UMBC. ROHwrestling.com to get your tickets. Um, if you haven't been since Ring of Honor started running UMBC, it is an awesome place uh, and the best possible place for you to see Ring of Honor. Dan, what can we plug for you, bro? Um, Twitter, Instagram, T-shirts, anything like that. Yeah, just, uh, you know, I- I'm all over the place. I'm on Twitter, I'm on Instagram, I'm on Facebook. You know, it's, uh, <clears throat> it's uh, uh, Danny Moff Wrestling 300. And uh, you, it, it's all the same. Uh, so, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm easy to find. I'm easy to reach. And uh, just, you know, keep supporting Ring of Honor. And if you didn't know Danny Moss, pay close attention. Because uh, I'm about to make a lot of noise. And I'm about to show everyone who exactly I am. Awesome. Wow. Holy shit, man. Uh, yeah, that was cool. Damn Moff. I mean, the story's really cool, right? Like, it's, a, it's an yeah. easy story for people to get behind. Um, guy that that like spent his life kind of bouncing around was part of Ring of Honor's early rise. Then he's just been bouncing around, bouncing around, busting his goddamn ass, and now out of nowhere, uh, at forty six years old, gets one opportunity and is now right back into the mix. It's a it's a cool story, and you can tell he was really emotional, man. He was really emotional talking about it. Yeah. Um, that was dope. So yeah, get out the Ring of Honor uh, next Friday night. And he sold the he sold the shit out of the Target Death Group. Too. Yeah, he did, right? Yeah, he did. It was cool though to him talking about them, like and how they are as people. You got to hang out with those guys, obviously. Yeah, right? I, I was cool. I've hung out with him a bunch. I, I trained with Haku. So like the very first person that I just went in the ring and worked a match on the fly with was Haku. Wow. Wow. That's kind of dope, dude. <laughs> like, he just happened to come to the Dudley school one day because um, his nephew trains there. And uh, we were all working, and he saw me working, and he liked what I was doing. And he was like, hey, come here. And we got in the ring, and he was like, let's work. And I was like, all right. <laughs> wow. Wow. Because you know, at that point, you know, like now I work matches and shit, but like, yeah, at that yeah point, I get it. At that point, I hadn't I hadn't done that before, and like according to Dudley school rules, I technically wasn't allowed to do that yet, and nobody was gonna tell Haku shit. So, wow, dude, wow, and then, and that's like, dude, I mean, that's were you nervous? No, not at all. Okay, because I had already worked matches by then. I just hadn't worked matches at 3D. Oh, I got I you. Okay, matches at SCW before right, I ever right, 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 right. I get that. Uh, well, that's great shit. Uh, Ring of Honor next Friday night in Baltimore. And yes, there are rumors that Marty Skrull might be leaving Ring of Honor after um, next weekend and might be head of the way of AEW. Obviously, Dan can't comment on any of that or and might not even really know, frankly. Um, but uh, So it could be your final chances to see Marty Skrull, uh, the villain, in Ring of Honor next weekend. So, you know, get the fucking final battle. Like, get there. Check that out. All right. Um, do you have a question that you need to ask? 
Oh, yes, I do. Uh, Glenn, who had the best match in WWE this week? Uh, I was talking about this earlier. It is it is getting harder and harder for me to remember everything that happened based on the amount of wrestling that I'm watching uh, combined with, like, this happened to be, like, a holiday week. There was a lot of shit going yeah. on. Um you know, it's tough because the match was good, but it was weird. Obviously, everything that happened to start NXT last Wednesday night with the Dijakovic-Lee versus Undisputed Era match where Bobby Fish just sort of, you came back from commercial break and you're like, oh, this is a different match than we had going into commercial break. Uh, and hopefully Bobby Fish is all right as he was dealing with the, they were checking him for a concussion. Um, but that spot with Keith Lee, like, I, I've never, first of all, not only have I never seen anything like it, what yeah. they did in reaction to it, where they just had Donovan Dijakovic stand there fucking, like, flummoxed, just in shock based on what he saw, was what, was one of the better, like, ideas. I had never seen that before either. Um, m- maybe somewhere in an indie I've seen something similar to that, but, like, to have on a TV match... Something, a spot so shocking that your tag team partner forgets that he's wrestling in a match and have it be believable because we all felt the same fucking way watching that. Bro, he hit him into the fucking crowd, bro. Dude, not just the the funny thing was, funny thing was because they're all in Orlando. I know a lot of those workers that were the extras that they put in the first couple rows. Yeah. Yeah, I know a lot of them. So, like, uh, I had no idea that it was going to happen, obviously. When I saw him fly into the crowd, I was like, what the fuck? Right. I, didn't know that they, I didn't know that they had already like planted the crowd like that. So then like when they show the crowd after he's in it, I'm like, oh, oh okay. Right, right, right. Yeah, you knew who those guys were at that point and like, what was going on. But the rest of us don't, obviously, right? And like, even for me, after they showed the next angle, I was like, wow, boy, they're all kind of wearing like black t-shirts, like it does yeah. sort of look like they're all workers, but and you get it, like you when you're gonna do a spot like that, you have to fucking. They have to be a fucking worker, right? Like you've got to do that. But the brilliance of the spot is that, like they never showed the crowd to make you think anything weird might be coming. Like no. that was so undeniably shocking what happened in that moment that it sold. Instead of Dijakovic looking like a dullard or looking like an idiot because he didn't know how to react. We were all so incredibly shocked by the moment that you could sell that finish. The finish actually played because legitimately, holy fucking shit, what just happened? Like, legitimately, anybody who saw that would have been just, you know, their mind would have been so utterly blown by that. By the way, it also speaks to what you say about Adam Cole and his greatness, right? Like... Dude, that's, Adam Cole, baby. that's your television. Like, this is now on a on a, a cable network of significance. TV show star selling that spot. Launching. Bro. <laughs> like, Launching no into the crowd. Brandon, are you back? I'm back. All right, we're talking about the greatness of the uh, Keith Lee, Adam Cole spot from last Wednesday oh. night. My God. Which is just the most incredible thing. We're struggling with best match because, like, I don't know that it was the best match as much as it was so goddamn well done. I almost have to vote for it as best match. Yeah. I mean, yeah. 
Well said. Uh, <laughs> dude, that's, that's... AJ, AJ Keith Lee's stealing all of your shit. He is. <laughs> He is. No, the crazy part You're is so like, fucked. Like, so many of my spots are just, so I like, I can't do my second row moonsault anymore. Uh, I can't do the launching spot. I can't do uh, the, t- well, I don't do a flip with it. I just do a taker dive. So that's the same but different. Like, I can't, like, even our finishes are kind of similar. His is a, more of a jackhammer. Mine is more of a neck breaker, but it's both from the AA. Like, like we're like we're, we're basically when I get there, he's going to be like my big little brother. <laughs> um, it is crazy, dude. I think it. I don't know that we would be we would be tag team chance for five hundred days. Oh my god, for an eternity for fucking. You're like the big. You're like the big guy, Brett and Sean. Yes, literally. I would. I genuinely think that's true. <laughs> I mean, dude, it would be actually perfect. It would be really fucking perfect for it to work out that way. Um, and good on Keith Lee, man. Like, talk about somebody who's taking advantage of his opportunity, right? Like, they give him, they give him, and look, we've always known how great Keith Lee is. Like, there's been never a doubt about the greatness of Keith Lee, but they give him just the slightest of a push, and he's like, okay, watch me now. Like, fucking watch me now. And I, God knows how long he's had that idea or trick up his sleeve. Like, you're almost mad that they did it on a TV show, right? Because, like, that's definitely fucking, you know, takeover or pay-per-view worthy. Um, that spot, which was just, you know, whole, like, shit, man. Shit. Also, who better, who better to do it to? Right, right. <laughs> Get out of here, you little bitch. Right. You know, like- but, but he's also a TV star. That's the, your champion. Your fucking champion of your TV show that did that. Like, yes. I, shit, man. I, you know, AJ, go, what, what was your vote going to be for match of the week? Um, Kyrie saying Oscar and Charlotte on Raw. I mean, it was, it, dude. I'm not telling you it wasn't a great match. It was a really good match. I, I'm just. The I'm, ending was so cool. I know. I know. Wasn't there something on NXT though that was that was pretty? Yeah, was that it? tag team match. Uh, also, Champa and uh, Finn Balor. Champa and Finn Balor. Oh yeah, that was really good. That was really good. Also, look, Leo her- and uh, Leo and Akira Tozawa was also really good. By I'm the way, surprised you didn't say uh, Roman Reigns versus Bobby Roode. <laughs> I mean, Roman it actually was pretty good. It was a I long, mean, yeah. it was a long deal, but it was good. It was really good. Yeah, it man. was like a thirty-minute match. Yeah, it was really good. You're Including right about that. everything with it. Yeah, it was. yeah. It's so funny to me that I, I find this concept so funny. On SmackDown, they have a shorter show, but I feel like their segments are longer. Yes. It does feel like that. Has it has so it the, been that way? Was it that way before Fox, or is that? I don't know. Maybe, but I just feel like I was because I was saying the same thing. Like the whole time during the whole Roman segment, I was like, I know Roman's the star of the show. Um, like him and the Fiend are the stars of the show, right? But like, can we like, talk about Roman for a minute? So where do we think this is? I mean, I know where I think this is going. He's but consider the Fiend at WrestleMania. Is where no, hold on, no, no, no. This right now, currently, there's something about to happen. I'm convinced of it, but with what I'm about to say, I think is going to happen. What they did Friday kind of went too far. Like they had him come back and beat up all three of those guys when really he should have been left laying. Cause I think this is leading to him and the Usos against all three of those guys. I think that that's what's cool. I think that's going to be right. The and your Uso argument comeback. being, how do you sell that? Like it's going to be a, a three, ha- 
why would he need the Usos for a match if he's already shown that he can beat all well, three of them? Well, that's my point. Right. Until, well, until he came back. When they were beating the shit out I of him, think, I was like, oh, I, I see what I they're think, doing. Right. I think the way you can pull that off easily just by having next week uh, the, all three of them beat the shit out of him and take him out. With chairs and ladders and tables. Yeah, put, exactly. Put him through the fucking announce table and then... And then, then they'll have the right. TLC match three on exactly. three. Exactly. It is, by the way, really weird. The TLC is like just a little bit more than a week away, and we know nothing. <laughs> my favorite thing. Well, we know Daniel so Bryan. Right. Is the that's theme. what we know. That's the list. That's the entirety so of the my, list. My favorite thing about the way that they shoehorn gimmick matches is like so. Like right now, we have no reason for anything. Like maybe I just am not. I've just missed something, but I don't see anything. Any reason? I guess you can have a chairs match with. With uh, Roman and uh, by, uh, Robert Roode, but other than that, like, there's been nothing that's like a chairs match. Right, there's a, a logical it. reason there's why. There's been no tables. Yeah, there's been no ladders, and there's only two weeks left. So for the next two weeks, they're gonna find ways to shoehorn those into storylines, and that's one of my favorite things that they do in wrestling. Okay, that is. Yeah, it's like all of a sudden someone's hitting people with kendo sticks right, all the time. Right, right. Be a kendo stick on a pole match. Right, right, right. No, no, no. Or they're just not gonna do anything extreme at TLC. <laughs> Or it's going to be TLC with literally, like, they're just going to call it TLC and stop pretending like it's uh, tables, ladders, and chairs. Well, they've already, they've, they've told us that Roman's going to be in a TLC match based on Friday. Yeah, sure. That will happen. You're right about that. That be- will Because happen. he had chairs and all kinds of shit. Right. So, right. I mean, they dumped the fucking announce table on Bobby Roode. All right. Which was... That was dope. Man. No, it was a great I, visual. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. They made me give a shit about a Bobby Roode match for the first time in wow. probably since he was in NXT. I'm not trying to it's not him, it's what the how they booked him. You know what I mean? But like I like that they're actually giving him these spots to like show that he's a great talent wrestling one on one with the one of the biggest guys. I do in the I do think when yeah. they brought him in, they, they, they literally said he's a song. Like that's he's he's yes. a song in an entrance and didn't give him anything more. And they hot shotted him to the top because of the song in the entrance. And then it was kind of like, where do we go from here? Yeah, I understand. I understand what you're saying. Um, all right. So what's our what's our vote? Uh, how we voting for match of the week? Um, I'll change my vote. I will go with uh, the tag team match. On okay. NFC. All right. Good. Because I'm going to go with it too. So then 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 we can make fine. That, they can make that. So my my opinion is irrelevant. Well, what was your? Well, you're gonna lose, but go ahead and tell us anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I was gonna say Champa and. Uh, it was really now. good. I'm not arguing that it, it was really good. It's just that, like, I will remember that Keith Lee thing, for, <laughs> you know, we'll talk about that five years down the road. I, I, you know, I feel like when something like that happens, you almost have to make it match of the week. You, you won me over. I agree. Yeah, it's dude. It was so fucking cool. It was so cool. God damn. God bless Keith Lee. All right. Uh, what else is on your guys' mind from this week? Daniel Bryan continues to be booked A+. Uh, yeah, they're doing a great job. Um, so he's getting a haircut or what? Oh, yeah. They, so it's funny because I had actually read that they expected Daniel Bryan to change his look soon, that he was going to shave all of his hair and his beard or whatever. Um, and then that happened, and I was like, oh, okay. Like, here's the storyline reason for it. I, I like that they're actually giving, instead of him just coming out with a new haircut or something, they're taking a, advantage of that to tell us that was fucking creepy man like yeah. oh my god I, I i would i wouldn't be surprised if someone was really down there shaving his head while they did that and handing the hair up to i because like at well, a certain point i thought it was super fake 
But then when they zoomed in on it, it looked like real actual hair that was being cut off of his head, like right while they were under the ring. Which, if that's what they did, I will be so happy. But I mean, it would be I, amazing. It doesn't matter. But I'm just like, if if I find out Daniel Bryan was really getting a haircut under the <laughs> right. ring, like, so they could pull his hair out. That was his willingness that, to sell. His willingness to sell yeah. was go ahead and do it. Yeah. Yeah, that would be cool. That so would be... no, but that's 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 old school wrestling. Like when it was time for some guy that wanted he wanted to cut his hair, the the booker always was like, "Well, let's make it matter," and they would do a hair match or whatever. This is a different way of doing that, but it's still the same mentality of like, "Well, if you're gonna do that, let's make it into a thing." Right. You know? Right. I hear you. What a concept! No, I, it's <laughs> it's a great it's something that has purpose. I'm with you. I'm with you. Like, it who the sense. fuck is booking this? Someone from 1982? Because it's seriously like. In a good way, I mean, like in a good way, this is like being told like. The- do you think that do you think that Bray is going to come out of this getting booed? Yes. Really? Really? Yes. I don't think so. No, oh, no, no, think, no, no, no. You mean against him. the next? Uh, you mean against yes, the next? I'm saying, uh, I'm saying going oh, forward, no. do you see him as a heel? I think it. What- de- I think it depends on who the next person is. Like if if you go from Daniel Bryan to like fucking Seamus, then no. Like he, he will be cheered. But if they somehow milk this long enough to then transition him to like I'm trying to think, who's someone else who's beloved that can Well yeah, so uh, AJ's been convinced it's Roman. That one concerns me a little more. But like if it would be like Ricochet, I could see him getting booed. Or if it if it would be like Alistair Black or like someone else that sort of has that more edgy demographic then I think it's okay. But like, if you go right into a white meat baby face, he's just going to be cheered again. I My believe. favorite thing is that you said that uh, that Ricochet has an edgy demographic. His only edginess is that he's black. You know what I mean by that. <laughs> I mean, I mean like the indie wrestling fa- like the, the, his work is edgy. I know. I just, I just that was funny. To yes, his character, <laughs> his character is not edgy. At no, all. his character right. is not. Right, right. You know, you know what I mean by who is. Who his fans are? No, I, like I, the, I get it. The people that want the edgy style of wrestling, right? Yeah, um, but you can't go right into Sheamus, and you can't go right into, you know, Roman. Maybe Roman. I'm, you know, he's kind of a little bit different now, but um, it's. I still think he gets cheered against Roman. I think so too. But I think it's more of a Cena thing, where like people are cheering for Roman too. You know what I mean? Versus like if it would be. Hey, Sheamus is back and he's a face. He's all the way getting cheered. No, but you Sheamus, I mean? Sheamus can't be a face coming out of the promo that he oh, just cut. Oh, no, 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 yeah. no. I'm just using it as an example of someone who very clearly would be easy to cheer yeah, yeah, Bray Wyatt. Okay. All right. Yeah. I hear you. I hear you. I think mean, that's what, what another, they've used you know what, him as in the past, you know what, right? Another right. good one could be to get him booed. Uh, to get Bray Wyatt booed is if they put him against Braun Strowman. 100%. Huh. It depends on how it's booked. If he's fucking throwing them over cliffs and shit, yeah, it's the... I don't, I don't know. If it's like the Ultimate Warrior Papa Shago angle, kind of where he's like fucking with them, and you know, maybe no, I don't want it to be that stupid, but you know what I'm saying. If he if he can fuck with him on like a, I, a different well, I, level, I take I hate that. Uh, one of my favorite things that I uh, remember watching from highlights as a kid because it happened before. Mean Zine puking. No, it's. <laughs> It's when uh, the Ultimate Warrior was bleeding black blood. Because yes, yes. I can say so it's stupid. Cool. I can I can see it stu- say it's stupid now, but I'll never forget that. And I'll never forget him vomiting all over the 
they took him in the back after that, and he was like throwing up everywhere. But that's I'll never forget that. That, that speaks yeah. to the theater of the absurd that we were talking about before with Lon and Russo. Mean Gene had black stuff coming out of his sleeves. Right. Like if it's gonna be absurd, make it fucking absurd. Like don't fuck. There's no room for gray area. Like, if you're going to go absurd, go all the way in on absurd, and I'm with you. Now, I'm can, with you. Now, if we, if we get to... Now, Braun Strowman did fight Bray Wyatt in a cage at Starcade. It was not on TV, but apparently that was one of the matches for okay. the house. Okay. Um, so, if we are going that way as, like, a, a, the between... Ne- well, wait. Isn't Braun Strowman on... What show? Are they on the same you show? Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. I can't keep it straight. Oh, uh, I know. So, so, let's say... Okay. So let's say that's the feud to get you to WrestleMania. Like, yeah, they're going to feud. Then we're going to get to WrestleMania. Get what we all think is going to happen, which is Roman. Um, I want to see fucking monster mash on this shit. I want to see, I want to see him. You know, them like killing each other, literally, and coming back from the dead. And, you know what I mean? Like old school Undertaker angles. Like that. I want to see that. Like I want to see. Like what? Like how cool was it whenever Braun Strowman came out of the trash truck? With the Miz, dude, like that was yes. that's one of my favorite Braun Strowman bits of all time. But that's why we all—that's why we couldn't boo him. Also, though, like that was the problem. Like he was literally, right. you know, murdering people, and we were cheering for him. He attempted to murder Roman Reigns. He literally did attempt to murder Roman. Yeah, Reigns. and we all like that was that was part of the problem. <laughs> is that shit was so cool that like even when he was literally attempting to kill people, we were just like, uh, we're gonna cheer for this guy. <laughs> <laughs> and like and we and like, love so, this. Yeah. So you have him. But so maybe Braun is the perfect. Both be doing. Yeah, well, they maybe could both do that shit. To each, like, yeah. One thing that we understated, and that was understated everywhere, was how cool that moment was. Just because of how eh, the matches were in general with him and Seth, how cool the moment was when he was murdered onto all that shit, and then he came out from behind like Jason. Yeah. And, and got Seth right. like that was awesome. But it was understated by all the fuck ups that they had already made with the with with everything. Right. And I want to see more of like horror movie WWE. If you're gonna have this character, you have to do this stuff. You and, know what and I mean? And I guess like, if your position is that you could have Braun Strowman with feats of strength versus Bray Wyatt with fucking you know mental yeah, they can both do mental, it. Yeah. but he but he can be more mental manipulation. Like right. the idea that like you know you could could just really do some shit. Yeah, sign me up. Sign me up. I'm good with that. Like, Braun Strowman should throw Bray Wyatt into a fucking trash compactor, and then he should be standing behind him afterwards. Yeah. You know, shit like that. Yeah. That wouldn't suck. That wouldn't suck. And then and then you get, like, even though, like, Bray, like, recovering is, like, cool in face, you've got Braun Strowman throwing, you know, uh, cars at him. So it's, it balances out the coolness of what he's doing with the coolness of what the face is doing. I'm, I'm, I'm on board, bro. I'm, you you got to sell me anymore. I'm on board. Sign me up for but it, it. But it kind of makes sense. Like, uh, Do you guys agree, though, that he has to go to WrestleMania as a champion? I think at this point, yes. Yeah. I yeah. mean, the only, way I could see, the only way I could see him not going to WrestleMania as a champion is if they decide, you know what, they're not booing this motherfucker, so let's make him chase for the title after us, after uh, make him lose the title to fucking Braun Strowman at Royal Rumble, or a heel, maybe a heel fucking Roman Reigns at Royal Rumble, and then try to chase then, it back, and then have him win the Royal Rumble. Yeah, yeah, I hear like, you. So, so I'm a little concerned. So, I I do think this is going at some point to face Fiend. Um, I I'm concerned about the way they do it because I think there are people, 
And I think you can do it this way, but as long as you don't go all the way into what happened with this other character, I think there are people that are going to believe that you booked this like Mick Foley. It, like, in other words, when he's face, it's like some asshole heel calling him a freak and shit like that. And that's that's sort of he's oh, going to be try like to make him. Yeah. The, the yeah. face of the of the uh, undervalued person. Or right. Whatever. But they can't make it goofy. Like he still has to be. He still has to be an edge. He can't come out and be like, dude, love. And, sh-, you know, like even though they're kind of teasing all those kinds of personalities with him. Like, I feel like this is more like a tr- it's like a dilute. It's like a trick. Like, like the way they're doing it right now with like a muscle man and all that stuff. It's OK because it's being projected as a trick. It's like, hey, look, look like I'm harmless, you know, not, not, you know, like so the, the way they're doing that. But if that becomes like when he's a face, like now we're going to lean into that shit. I hope they don't do that. OK. OK. I hear you. I hear you on that. All right, um, we got to get some. I got. I'm taking my kids to see uh, Santa Claus, so I get. So we got to wrap up. Um, Boo. Oh, you're booing. Boo who are you? What are you? Uh, what Santa are you? Claus isn't real. What are you guys? Hey, you son of a bitch! I hope we. By the way, kids. I, I realized that WWE that that the fiend is a um, it's a it's a um, what, what's the word I'm looking for? A representation of what WWE is in all of our lives, right? It's it's all you have to do is let them in and then you're not going to see your family. God, that's you're not going to see your yeah, friends. Right? Yeah. You're not going to go to your job. You're going to watch 500 hours of that's wrestling a, fact. a week. God you damn. Let oh, them so right. in. All right. Get your plugs. AJ, we'll start with you. Uh, you can follow me on all social media at AJ Francis for one. I just dropped my Jimmy Fallon music video. It's already got like 7,000 views on my Instagram. Very cool. Very cool. Um, which is it's probably going to be one of my most watched videos on Instagram ever, one of my most liked videos on Instagram ever. Um, but will it get you post, on Jimmy Fallon? That's the that question. is the plan. That is the plan for sure. Good. So Good. I will, uh, I am uh, actively pushing that. Um, I have the uh, song just came out. The video just came out. Sorry, the song's been out like a couple months now, but the video just came out. It's on YouTube. Uh, if you follow me on social media at AJ Francis 410, you can uh, click my link. My bio link, and you can get the video there, and all as well as all my other links are are in the bio link of all my social media at AJ Francis four one zero. And please, if you do me a favor, um, Alex Ocean got hurt in our match this past weekend. He broke his freaking neck. Um, he doesn't need surgery, so that's good. But if you could follow him at the Alex Ocean on all social media. Maybe buy a couple t-shirts. You help my boy out. All right. That's How do you break your neck and not require surgery? I uh, fractured a uh, vertebrae in his neck that'll heal in four to six weeks. Just wow, bro, that was a wow. bloody. That match is a bloody fucking mess. Um, I've yeah, watched. I've watched your clips. I've watched. You know, like holy shit, dude. She was sick. That's cool, man. All right, uh, it bro- just, it's just shitty that it ended the way it did with with him hurting his neck because the end of that match was gonna be so cool. But you know, he got he got hurt and it was a bad spot. It was a bad move on everybody's account. So. Uh, we just called the audible in the spot, and I'm just wishing him a hope he gets well soon. He should be back for WrestleMania, which is I'm really excited. All right, awesome, man. Uh, Brandon, awesome. what's coming up? I got Silver Sun pickups this Friday night um, at Ramshead Live. Tickets are still available, but they're not a ton of them left. And um, we've got uh, a bunch of other stuff coming up. Go to ramshedlive.com. 
uh, Ramshead Live on, at Ramshead Live on Twitter, at Brandon Linton on Twitter. Very good. At Glenn Clark Radio, glennclarkradio.com. Thanks again to Dan Moff for joining us. He's awesome. Uh, for Brandon, for Aaron, and for the main event. I know there's another one coming. There we go. That's my guy. AJ Francis. I'm Glenn Clark. This is Ben jobbing out. Fuck Glenn for saying to fuck me in the part of the show last week.